Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. Welcome to Sports Talk Saturday. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt hanging out with you for the next few hours. Got a busy sports day, which is fun. You know, in the middle of May, we have a busy sports day in Buffalo. That's always good. Well, not necessarily in Buffalo. No, no. It's all in Toronto, essentially. Yeah, and and you know what would be even greater is if the Sabres were the Panthers. (laughs) Because not only would the Sabres, theoretically, have eliminated the Maple Leafs last night, the Amherst are playing in Toronto against the Marlies tonight, well, this afternoon at 4, and the Bandits are in Toronto playing the Rock, who they destroyed last yeah, night. Yeah, oh, they whooped them. They, yeah. they put it it's, down on them. It's going fantastic for just beating up on Toronto. Like I feel bad a little bit. No, I, I don't, don't. But I like don't. a little bit. I'm like I'm like, well, this kind of feels aggressive. They like all of their them, teams. They do it to themselves. Oh, that's that's very true. Like look at what they've done with the Maple Leafs. Like they Oof. literally set themselves like they built a house on the foundation of a cinder block. And that cinder block is Austin Matthews's contract. That's very true. And it's crumbling <laughs> rapidly. Block. It is crumbling rapidly. I, it, I mean, it is. It is. I mean, like, that's kind of now the thing that's happening with Toronto. Like, it, the last two years, it's kind of been this conversation with them. And if you don't know, last night, the Florida Panthers did eliminate the Toronto uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs in a gentleman sweep. 4-1 series win for Florida. They are absolutely there was nothing, on fire. There was nothing gentlemanly about it. <laughs> no. You no. can call it what you want. But, but there was that nothing was, kind. No. That was... Did you see the screenshot of Radko Gudis, uh, defender for the Florida Panthers? After the game winning goal, I watched was the video of it of yeah, him like he, jumping up and just staring at Joseph. He is Wool literally as he, as he beats him. He's screaming in a twenty four year old rookie goaltender's face that "Ha! I just beat you in your own building after you guys just eliminated the worst curse in one of the worst curses in hockey mm-hmm. history of not making it out of the first round. But we just beat you in front of your own fans, and you're only." 24. You have to live with that for the rest of your life. It's beautiful. I love it. I'm all about it. There's got to be trash talking in sports. I am a big fan of trash talking in sports. There was in high school sports, but again, we were all kids. Yeah. So it's a yeah. little different. It's but a there's little got different. there. The, looking back on the Florida uh, Florida Buffalo game when Darlene and Kachuk were getting into it, mm-hmm. there is no way that those guys aren't constantly yelling at each other. Absolutely. I hope so. I, that's, I really, really, that's what I want. I want teams that yes. hate each other. Yes, and I want ESPN should should hop on this or TNT or whoever. Or, Somebody. Or any, Somebody. any sports t- league should jump into this. A pay-per-view option with 
just mic'd up players, whether it's baseball, hockey, football, basketball, just so you could hear what they say. Completely uncensored because it's pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. yeah. Completely uncensored. I, I would just I'd love to hear that. what they say to each other. I think especially for hockey, I'd really like oh, yeah. it. Oh, I yeah. I would really like it for hockey. Busy show ahead of us today. We're for the next three hours. We're hanging out. It's a gorgeous day today in Buffalo. The weather has officially turned the corner. We do not have fifth winter on the way. We only had four, which is really, really good. Just one guest today, Aaron Quinn, over at Cover One. So really the rest of the show, he's coming on at 12. The rest of the show is going to be chock full of, of you guys joining us over at 803-0550. If you want to call in and hang out with us. You know, for me and Josh especially, we, we've talked about this off air, but really I think two questions today. We want to hit both the Sabres and the Bills. And for the Sabres at least is with Vegas now leading Edmonton three games to two, and I don't necessarily know if Dallas and Seattle is really like moving the scale for anybody in terms of a real Western Conference competitor. How would you feel if Jack Eichel, in his first full season with Vegas, makes the Stanley Cup Final and potentially wins it? I, I think if Vegas does make it, I think I'd probably put money on them to win it, even over a team like a Carolina or Florida, who are going to be the Eastern Conference representatives, one of those two teams. I think, I think Florida... I think the wheels might start to come off. You think Carolina. so? I think they might win it, but they are going to be so out of gas when they get to. The that final. does feel like a seven game series. Yeah, that and, really, really does. But it's so weird because Carolina has had this same team for like it years. feels like forever. Yeah. It, it's like at least the last five six years. Yeah, but but they always fall short in either round two or the conference finals, and yeah. it's just. So weird that now I'm like, oh, yeah, like they could totally like win the cup. But it's like it's the same team with like Brent Burns. But we've kind of had this expectations for Carolina for a few years. Right, of like you right. you should be a cup contender now. Well, yeah, I, I mean, to be honest, they have been because, like I said, they've been making it to the conference finals, which I think if you make it to the conference finals, you're still considered a cup contender. I think so. Absolutely. If you yeah. make if you consistently make round one or two. You're a playoff contender, but you're not a cup contender. Yeah, once you once you make it to the to the the conference finals, I consider you that's a deep playoff run. Right. You're, there's four you teams know, left. That's you're, a you're good, one that, of yeah. the four final. Teams. That's a very good season. You can at least leave the season with your head held up high, kind of deal. You didn't finish the job, but it's it's. I would never consider it a, a failure. I guess. No, no. And a, a conference final run would yeah. be the dream. Right Regar- now. Regardless <laughs> of it, re- yeah, regardless of which team it is, I would consider that absolutely objectively a successful season. And then on the Bill side of things, rookie minicamp started yesterday. It's going throughout the weekend. Dalton Kincaid, we're getting our first look at him. He's actually the only rookie left of the Bills 2023 class to not sign his contract. No worries there. He can take part in rookie camp. And again, there's really no holdouts anymore for Ricky, so I would not be worried by that at all. But really the question there, as a tight end, and he has been very much in the the discourse area for a lot of Bills fans. How will the Bills use him? And that's really going to be a big question today is how do you think the Bills will use Kincaid and how do you want them to use him? It could be different for a lot of us. I know there's been a lot of talk of the Bills and how they used their rookies last year. It was very dicey if they ever really wanted to play their rookies. Typically they do. But I know Kincaid, I am fascinated in. We'll get we'll dive into the Bills probably an hour or two. But hour one, we're gonna be kind of hanging out, sticking with hockey, the bandits, Rochester, all those guys, and really starting off, you know, kind of where we started the show off, which is Toronto. They do get gentlemen sweeped by Florida 4-1. And really, Josh, for me at least, Toronto never really showed up in the series. They had flashes where they looked pretty good. They do win game four. 2-1, never really looked good. I mean, that was kind of just Florida couldn't get anything going. And then last night they lose 3-2 in overtime. But even just to get there, it just it felt like 
Toronto had to throw everything at them and just it, it, and it it never felt like it was working. Matthews never really got going. William Matthews had no goals. Yeah, he against the Florida never Panthers. got he had going. One point in five games. And and, and I, let's start with with Matthews because really the big discussion around Toronto every year the last like three years when they lose is so what happens to the core? That's William Nylander, Austin Matthews, John Tavares, Morgan uh, Riley, Mitch, Mitch Marner, Morgan Riley. Like, Morgan I, Morgan Riley is the only one that would stay. I think so. I, I, I think everyone everyone else is on the chopping block, so to speak. Exactly. Everyone else is on the chopping block. And even then, their their general manager, Kyle Dubas. And he is very much on the chopping block, yeah. I think. he His seat is on fire, not even just hot. And it's, then their head coach, uh, Sheldon Keefe, as well. Like, they, like there's so much in Toronto where I think if you're a Sabres fan, and even if you kind of like the Leafs, there has to be this feeling of, are, are they actually going to be a contender next year? Like I think there's a real thought that like Tampa Bay already is kind of looking a little gassed. They look they looked old and slow round one against Toronto. Boston this whole year or well the all, the all offseason leading into this year was the thought that they were getting very old. Brad Marchand just turned 35. Patrice Bergeron likely going to be retiring soon. I think that's kind of the expectation there. And now Toronto might be doing a full rebuild and I don't really know how much they're going to actually tra- want to trade these pieces into the Eastern Conference. I would argue that Tampa is in a worse position than Toronto. Oh, absolutely. Like, they, they're they not so much like you're going to be losing a lot of guys. They need to lose a lot of guys. Yeah, they have bad contracts and no draft picks. That, that I mean, that's where they're at. Yeah, I mean, Stamkos has only two years left. I mean, that's actually good. That's the if only good if one. If you're looking at it. Kucherov, who has had an okay, had an okay year mm-hmm. like, to his standards what we've seen him do before 9.5 million till 2027 Braden point 9.5 million past 2028 mm. so yes those are two players that you want on your team but they're eating up 23 percent of your cap space yeah and that's only two guys you also have anthony sorelli going on to a 6.2 million dollar extension next year and then that's it like stamkos is at the end of his career Sorelli has kind of got to get it going a little more, but like they don't have really any prospects. They don't have any draft picks because they traded them all away and then didn't play the players that they traded them for. That that Tanner Janot deal is looking it, 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 when it, when they made that on deadline day or uh, a little bit before deadline day. Yep. Yeah. it looked bad. Yeah, it, it looked did not. Terrible. It did not look good on arrival. It looks horrible. Now that the season is over for Tampa, they it have, looks terrible. They have three draft picks this draft. The first one is in the sixth round. Yeah, they're not even adding prospects. No, they, there's then, nothing. And, they can and next do. year too, they have five, and the first one's in the third round. There's nothing they can do to augment this or anything. They have no draft picks now to even trade to to, to get more pieces. They're going to go in next year with around the same team. And hoping that, okay, cool, we got knocked out early, so we didn't play nearly as much hockey. Maybe the drive is back. Maybe we got fresher legs. But they don't have cap space. They can't yeah, they, re-sign they can't. the guys they need to re-sign. No. They are, they are sitting there kind of just like looking around going, I think we'll be okay. Maybe we'll be okay. And, there, and there's just a lot of hope there. There's not really much to grab onto. It's just more of, well, we have these guys. Can we make it work? And I just, I just don't know. With some of these young teams in the East coming up, Tampa would not surprise me as a team that does fall out of the playoffs or is is hunting for a wild card. That this was sort of their last run, which is how they treated it. 
yeah. was that it was their last run. Well, they treated the last time they won the cup like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. that that was they were like, Oh yeah, this is it. Like and, and their and their ring even said like the last run or something like yeah. that. It was something for Which like Which kind of ultimately was true. Well, yeah. They made they made it to another cup final, but Right. But um with the way Buffalo and Ottawa are looking, Toronto and Tampa could be the next Pittsburgh and Washington. Yeah, maybe not to like the extent of like, ooh, they just look straight up old. Yeah, no, and, it's and not. Well, with, with Toronto, like it's going to be they just blew it up and they're going to start. They're over. starting over. I think they are going to start it over though. Yeah, I like think ultimately, they have to. but a lot but of the good That's will, why they're in a good spot because yeah. they can trade Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, William Nylander. They can trade those guys for draft picks, oh, for prospects, for, for prospects. NHL ready players that need a new fresh start because that's literally you're looking at. Eichel 2.0, but on a broader scale, mm-hmm. because it's four big players instead of one big player and two meaningful players. Yeah, with I the Sabers, agree. it was Reinhardt, Ristolainen, and Eichel. With the Leafs, it's Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander. Teams like you know, LA is going to want to add something here. I, Ma- Matthews, Arizona, Matthews makes a lot of sense in LA. Arizona just straight up like you're bringing the guy home. They already have. It seems like a Pretty darn good player in Clayton Keller there. They're going to be dra- – I think they're drafting sixth this year in the NHL draft. Yes. So, yep. I mean, like, it, they're going to try to add pieces. Their defense is rough. But, like, they've got the pieces to kind of start building forward. But then you're even going to have, like, a team like Anaheim, who was in the hunt for the first overall pick. They don't get it. Is maybe a way to augment that, getting a Mitch Marner. I was just going to say, Mitch Marner would fit in perfectly there with Trevor Zegers and whoever they end up drafting. Mm-hmm. I mean – there are so many teams that could use those four players. Even Tavares could work on some teams. I don't. I don't know. I, I. I haven't really thought about that one too much in depth. But I bet you there's a team in the NHL that would love to have John Tavares on their team, even so. at the age he's at with the contract he's at. What's, how old is he? 33, 34? Thirty three? Thirty four? I feel like I'm thirty two. Yeah, I, I over. I overdid it. That's okay. That's on me. He's gonna. Thir- he's gonna turn thirty three in September. So right before the season okay, starts. Okay, yeah, so right before the season starts. But he's got turn two years left at $11 million. Okay. Toronto's going to have to retain some of that. Yeah, but like, like you could also see a team that's like, hey, we just need a little bit more center depth. Right. Minnesota. Yeah, he's, he, is, he is your perfect second-line center. Minnesota is a team that absolutely needs center depth desperately. Minnesota there. needs cap space. Minnesota needs cap space. But I've thought of them as like a team that could maybe move a little too aggressively for a Casey Middlestat because they need that center depth and Casey Middlestat would come on a cheaper deal than a Colorado. Tavares. Colorado, absolutely. With Landeskog being out. They've been well Landeskog's out all next year because yep. he's having knee surgery. So there's there's a likelihood that Colorado's going to be thinking, well we're still absolutely in our window and I think they are too. They they were just injured to hell this year after their cup run last year. They absolutely have to think they're still in their window. So at, like Tavares there makes sense. But you look around the rest of the east and it's like this is why I've been saying I really, really th- – like, if the Sabres don't make the playoffs next year, things went wrong. I think there's absolutely going to be questions to have of what the hell happened. Well, yeah, and it's like, obviously, when you look at everything on paper before the season, the Sabres look like they can I- – I wouldn't say win the Atlantic, but they look like they could be in the top three. But then again, once you're into the season, there's injuries. There's teams go hot, teams go cold. Mm-hmm. It's so – Different. It's difficult to look at because it's when you're looking on paper, it's one thing, and when you're looking at it, it it's that's how sports are. Yeah, absolutely. you can look at you can look at it on paper all you want, but it de- depends on how the players play when September hits, when October hits. I mean, but like looking at like guys like Alex Tuck right now, Tuck is tearing it up 
at the World Championships with Team USA. Game like, one, two goals. Game Boom, one, right two away. goals and a fight. Had a, fu- had a fight in the prelim game. Well, prelim, yeah, you're right. But still, that's unheard of in the World Championships. Just, no one fights in the World Championships yeah, no. because it's just for fun. Yeah. Something really happened that made him so mad. So mad <laughs> to square up. But he also had, I think, eight shots in, yeah. in the first game. And against he's an Finland. alternate captain too. So I mean, he's... like, like there's a lot growing with the Sabers that I think is just it, it's so so exciting. We 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 were talking last week. We expect a, an Owen Power Rasmus Dahlin extensions to also come down probably right after July 1st. I think is what yeah. most of us are expecting it to happen I think pretty so. soon. I think they'll they'll focus on. Whatever UFAs they're going to go after, and then like a week later they're going to start turning to okay. There's guys that we need to sign for next year, like Hope so. like yeah. Darlene and Power. But obviously, who knows? Kevin Adams is he's Kevin Adams, and he's going to do what he wants of, to I'm do. I'm putting a lot of faith <laughs> in Adams. I, I really, really like Adams. I really, really like Granado. So I'm yeah. I'm putting a lot of faith in them. I think for me, of course, the big thing is is, is goaltender. Who is going to be Devin Levi's backup? I think for a lot of us, it's expected Levi is just going to be the presumptive starter next year. Uh, but you need – I just – I don't love the idea of UPL being his backup in case – I would almost say which is probably to think that Levi will go through a rough stretch next year at some point. Oh, yeah. And, and to be honest, he went through a mini rough stretch at the end of this year, two or three games. There were, His first three or four mm-hmm. were great, and he looked really good. Any goal that was scored against him, it wasn't really his fault. But then there were two or three games, the Sabres lose, and all the goals that were in were like – Kind like, hey man, you should have saved. Like, that. come on, yeah, like, you, that you should be have there. been a save. Got to be so. There. He's. I'm not saying he's gone through that because by no means is that considered a rough stretch in the NHL. But he's getting a taste of. He he got a taste of what is to be expected mm-hmm. next year. So I really think he could be the starter next year. But obviously, who knows who they're going to sign? Who knows? What happens this summer? What if Lukanen comes into training camp and just Looks lights great. the world on fire? I mean, and it's amazing. I, I, and I don't forget it, but it's it's always one of those like you do kind of forget Lukanen's twenty three years old. That ultimately he is still so young. Yes, his stats have never really been mind boggling, and, and he's always kind of been a hope guy rather than like a hey the stats show he should be good. But if he can come into camp look great, then. I guess I'm in, but I would be stressed that entire time. That is this really what we're we're putting all of our eggs into the Levi UPL basket? When for me, and I, I said it just a few minutes ago, like I, you need to be in the playoffs next year. This team is good. They're young, but some of your core pieces. I want them in the playoffs before they're 28 years old. Right, and they're going to start Thompson, with Tuck. You know, Skinner's already 30 years old. Like, yeah, there's some core pieces there. You could enter the territory of, you know. Getting frustrated again and losing oh, the love of hockey. And I mean, all the fair, quotes like, we've heard over a the lot years. of like a lot of us were frustrated already this year because they would go on these weird eight game losing streaks where they couldn't even pick up a point. It was just like they weren't finishing games, and like that was that. I mean, I've seen a lot on Twitter too of people talking about just you know they were one they were one point away, one win away from being in Florida spot and, and potentially also being in the Eastern Conference Finals. For me, it's more I look at a, a, a number of their losing streaks where they couldn't even pick up an overtime point. That it's just like they've got to be able to just grab points, grab points. I'm not asking you to win every single game. That's ridiculous. There's 82 of them. But in some of these matchups, especially at home, they've got to get better at even if you lose, you lose in overtime, you lose in a shootout where, hey, we're, we're still picking up points. We're still, there's still positive momentum there. Where it, 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 at times, a lot last year, there would just be no positive momentum. It would just be five games where it's like, 
Okay, cool. And uh, the playoffs were fun. That thought was cool. Now we're, you know, six points out and we're in this, you know, you have a 1% chance to get there, but we're hoping and praying. And and the Sabres did everything they could towards the end of the season to, to do it. Well, yeah, I was going to I was gonna say, I mean, they go on that, like, losing streak where we're all like, well, there it goes. And then next week it's like, oh, we're back. Here we go. We're in it. They we're, were they were, we're such a, they were such a flighty team. Yeah. They were such they they were absolutely a flight risk. And and every as, week. As much as different. as much as I appreciate how young the team is and how much prospect hope there is, they need more veterans. They do. Not, I, not, I am they don't all need in. like a line of veterans. They just need like one or two more. I, yeah. I, I would love if they kept Arposo. I even could be convinced to keep Gergensons. I can't. I, I could just I because of how long he's been around on the team, but they need a playoff veteran. They need a guy like, almost like John Tavares, even though he hasn't. I mean, it's, it's the thing. I, at this point, your your biggest guy with playoff experience is Alex Tuck. Right. And he did that when he was, what, 19, 20 years old? With he, wasn't, Vegas. he wasn't that young, but it was very early on in his career. But it was every year up to when he got traded to Buffalo. Yes, yes. So he had experience there, but... A funny graphic came out from the ES or from uh, NHL the other you day. You don't got to mention this. No, I'm going to mention it because <laughs> it's funny and it's sad. It's the all-time active playoff goal leaders, and the Buffalo Sabers have good old Tyler Myers with two goals as their all-time franchise current active player. Mm. So yeah, that's gross. That's disgusting. But this thing is like, I, like it's. Been... I, I could have swore Tuck would have goals though. But he oh, but he didn't score them for Buffalo. Yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be for yeah, Buffalo. You're right. Yeah, okay. Who's Vegas' all time leader? Do do we know? Do you have that up? Or oh, no? uh, Jonathan Marchessault, because he went oh, crazy yes, the yes. first two years of Vegas's existence, yeah. and everyone was like, "Wow, let's trade for Jonathan Marchessault." And now he's kind of regressed to the mean. And eh, yeah, there and he, he had is. three assists last night, though. So yeah, no, he 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 has turned it on this playoffs. But he's he, turned it on this playoffs. until this playoffs. He uh, in playoff standards, he wasn't like how he was the first mm-hmm. two years. Speaking of that Vegas team, they are leading Edmonton now after last night's win. Yeah, it was last night's win. They take down Edmonton 4-3 to three to take a 3-2 to two series lead. That series, that was finally a close game. Yeah, that because ser- every that series other game has been, has been dominated by the one the, the team that wins, is it's a blowout. Mm-hmm. McDavid, I think, had two goals last night, including one where they were down 4-2. He ends up making it 4-3, but it is starting to feel like Vegas could make a cup run here. I'm at a point now with Vegas, with Eichel, I do not care. I see Eichel as very much a Vegas player. I see it as it was a bad period in Sabres history. Maybe it's not all of his fault. Maybe some of it was his fault. I tend to blame a lot of the coaching and the front office mo- movement from the uh, from the Sabres that really caused a lot of those issues. And along with the fact that Eichel... He was not really a team captain, but he shouldn't have had to be a team captain. I've talked about I love the fact that Tage Thompson can score 90 points and the Sabres regime isn't going, well, then he has to be the captain. He's the best player. Like, I, I'm so glad that we're not in that in that mindset right now. I wonder who started that mindset because Darcy Regeer was never that kind of guy. Yeah. And then you look past him and, man, who was, I think, I think it who was, was GM after Regeer? Why am I forgetting? Oh, I, I can't remember. Uh, that was, I think that I feels think, forever ago. I think but. that was just more of an idea that he is going to be the franchise changer, maybe the best center they've drafted since Gilbert Perot, and he's got to be the captain. Has to be Tim Murray. Oh, how was could Murray. I forget it was Tim Murray? Murray. I, I I had Botterill. I'm like, I know it was not Bot. It was not Botterill, so I could not remember it. But 
I think that was more the issue is that they looked at Eichel and thought he's going to be the next, you know, Gilbert Perrault for for the Sabres. He's going to be, you know, the best American player of his generation. Like, like, there was too much expectations on Eichel right from the get-go, and they wanted just everything to be perfect, that he would be captain, that he would lead him to a Stanley Cup in an American team and all this stuff. And a lot of that also formed from the fact that they lost the lottery. That Ed, that Edmonton also win uh, ultimately wins yeah, to get McDavid. They were, they were trying to con- they along with the rest of the city and the fan base was trying to convince ourselves, hey, we we still made we, out good. We still we, We're this. still we're still great. This is fine. Yeah. If Eichel was a true number two overall pick, like if there wasn't, if he was a consensus number two, not a oh he might be able to be one, and then McDavid does McDavid things. You know what I mean? Like if he was, it. I'm trying to think of a number two that was like yes he is. Clear cut in this draft. There's a clear cut number one. Adam Fantilli. If he was Adam yeah. Fantilli, where it's, hey, still great, still awesome, still great, but you are the second overall pick. Yeah. There is no chance you're going to no, be number no one. No one's going to try to discuss it like, hey, it's actually a 1B situation. This right. is actually great. It's like, eh. And it's things. Eichel's a great player. You're seeing it in these playoffs. You are see, like, he is absolutely carrying Vegas at times with his skill. He is great. And he does look rejuvenated. Game three, he yeah. was on fire. He had three assists and a goal, I think. It, mm-hmm. it, he assisted both of Marchessault's goals, scored a goal of his own, and they win that game. Obviously, Edmonton comes back, but it's, like you said, he has been the fire of the yep. Vegas offense for most of the playoffs. And I and I thought going into this playoffs, I would want Vegas out in round one, and I would just not want to deal with them. But i got to be honest, I, I'm fine with it. It is what it is. I think the, the Sabres have a win-win trade. Alex Tuck, like you mentioned, for Team USA is now an alternate captain. I think he's been great. He was, what, 38-goal scorer for this year for the Sabres. Like, he has completely had career years with Buffalo and looks to be an amazing piece for years to come. Krebs, same thing. He's kind of developed into, like, a Jeff Skinner light in terms of the personality of, like, I'm going to be a pest to everybody. Yeah, he's he- still developing his game, but ultimately, even if it was just Tuck for Eichel, once you had Tage Thompson, Rasmus Dahlin, and those guys explode, I, it almost feels like a fair trade right off the bat just with that. And it's it's not really because you also do get Peyton Krabs, but the way Tuck has been for, for Buffalo, I'm happy. Again, as long as the Sabres make the playoffs next year, I do not care. I've, I've fully moved off of Eichel, which it feels nice. It feels really nice because that was a guy that like really got me back into the Sabres and kind of almost killed it when, he, when it was so toxic because it was just like, of course this went poorly. Of course this went bad. But in right, reality, like this it is ends. who we are. Yeah. Here we go. Like woohoo! But, but it ends, in my mind, in in maybe the most positive way it could—a win-win situation. Which, if you watch Succession, apparently there's no such thing as a win-win. That is false. There is a win-win. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And you don't need to kill the other team. And you know what? Vegas has basically sold its soul to get a cup. If you don't get one, it feels weird. I, I, I'm past Eichel, but I just don't want him to win one yet. I don't, I don't know what it is. Like, there's just a little bit of me that's still petty and still upset where I'm like, not yet. Like, not in your first full year back. And that's, like, the, that's the one thing holding me back is this is his first full year with if Vegas. If the Sabres make the playoffs next year and, and Vegas, like, if Vegas wins the cup this year and the Sabres make the playoffs next year, cool. If mm-hmm. Vegas doesn't win it this year, I will be rooting so hard for a Vegas Buffalo Stanley oh, Cup yeah. final. That, would be that is something that I need before Eichel leaves there because I think at the end of his contract, this is just me. I think he'll leave Vegas. Probably I wind up in Boston. At some I, I point. think he will wind up in Boston at some point, but I don't think he stays in Vegas after this contract's done. One because we've seen how they treat their free agents and their players with one year left on their deals. Yeah, they don't. They don't really treat them kindly. And two. We've seen their cap space situation. Mm-hmm. They don't. They probably won't have the space to re-sign him because he's going to demand a, a not, big contract, he, and, and rightfully so. Yeah, I don't know if demand was the right word there. Maybe command would be the right word. I don't know. But regardless, eh, demand. That's fine. He he's going to need more than ten million dollars a year, which is what he's making right now. Yeah, and you know he'll he'll have earned it. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think Vegas is going to re-sign him at that point. But obviously, that's a few years down the road, so we'll have to wait and see. We'll see what happens there. We're taking your calls at 803-0550. How would you feel if Jack Eichel does win a cup in his first full season with Las Vegas? And coming up at 12 today, we're going to have Aaron Quinn over at Cover 1. Bill's minicamp started yesterday. We also got the full schedule released on Thursday. We'll talk a lot about that coming up at 12. But, of course, we are looking for your calls at 803-0550. You're listening to Sports Talk Saturday. This is WGR. Gudis will lead the charge now, three on two for the Panthers. Here's Gudis will lead the charge now, three on two for the Panthers. Here's Cousins over the offensive line. Cliff circle, Cousins for the net, shot, he scores! Nick Cousins ends the game, ends the series, 3-2 in overtime. The Panthers win it, they take the series in five, and the Florida Panthers are going to the Eastern Conference Final! Nick Cousins for the Florida Panthers wins the series for Florida against Toronto last night in overtime. Josh, did you watch any of that uh, overtime or no? I was scoreboard watching. You were scoreboard I was, watching. I was hanging out with some friends. We didn't really have a TV to watch anything. We were, you know, it was we were enjoying the weather. Had a nice little bonfire and oh, played good. can jam and stuff. That's so good. Didn't really get to watch, but we were scoreboard watching, and I was very upset when it went to overtime. I was, I was, I see. I was excited that it went to overtime. I, I don't know because like. I wanted them. I, I I knew I wanted them to lose in Toronto, mm-hmm. 
But I wanted it to just be like they got so close and they couldn't even force. That's overtime. the thing. Is I want. I wanted Game Seven desperately. I wanted oh, Game yeah, Seven. Yeah, because Game loss. Seven would have been in Toronto. Yeah, that's oh, all I was thinking. Right. Is I want Game Seven and for it to crush them. I I don't hate Toronto. I do like seeing Toronto fans be upset though. It is funny. It's Objectively, funny it's hysterical. They they just get they get so upset. Oh like, yeah, it, they're going to be down for weeks. Oh yeah, especially because let's not forget the we want Florida. That's going to come back to bite them. It already is. It, it, already, it already has. Is. Oh, it already man. has. Oh. I, I love it. Yeah, never chant for a team you want. I just like as fans, please never do that. It can only hurt you. If it goes well, no one cares. If it goes poorly, everyone's going to care. Ne- that's a it's terrible like, chant. For it's fans. like those freezing cold take tweets. Yes, it, it literally on is a that. mass degree. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah, except there's video evidence instead of just a picture. Exactly, and that is objectively worse. We're taking your calls at 803-0550. Vegas, they're on a bit of a cup run here. They lead their series with Edmonton three games to two. They are looking, I believe, on Sunday to make it to the Western Conference Finals. How mad would you be, or if would you be mad at all, if Jack Eichel, in his first full season with Vegas, wins the Stanley Cup? We are going to go to the phones. We've got Tom in Tonawanda hanging on. Tom, welcome to Sports Talk Saturday, my friend. How are we doing today? How you doing? It could be possible the Sabres trade away two Conn Smythe winners. That would be tough. finally has a good coach, Coach Cassidy, that's taught him how to play in his own zone, and he can dominate the entire ice surface. His back checking has, has been a lot better. He's getting right into it with his great passing and shooting skills. He could win the Conn Smythe. But we did get a great return back for him. Peyton Krebs is going to be amazing, and we've already seen Took. So it's a win-win situation. Tom, do you think it's just Bruce Cassidy, or do you think it's also the elements around him, the other players? Do you, what do you, or do you think it's just coaching? I think the coaching has really made him uh, play the game the right way. Where in Buffalo, he could basically uh, do what he wanted to do, and it was you know his puck, his power play. So now he's in more of a team environment, not the captain. You know, and there is some other leadership on the team. For him to follow a little bit, but I think I really think the coaching has a lot to do with it. All right, Tom, thanks for the call. And I, I, we were talking about it in the break because we saw the call coming up, so I, we were kind of discussing it. And I, I agree. I, I think that's been a big thing. Remember, Bruce Cassidy when he was fired by Boston, everyone was like, "He's not the problem. What is no, happening he was, here?" He was not the problem in yeah. Boston. I think if he was in Boston this year, they would have done better. Okay, that's ridiculous. No, I think they would have done better. I, I, I See, I, I really like Bruce Cassidy as a coach. I thought that was a great hire by Vegas, and it actually feels like a hire they could keep around long-term like and actually build a culture around. Well, but it is Vegas, like we said. Well, that's my thing. is like, very I, quick I think to Vegas, move on. Yeah, Vegas, I think, should be a bit patient here. And obviously, I mean, you're getting returns for Bruce Cassidy. I mean, Edmonton, going into the playoffs, looked unstoppable. They, re- I mean, they really did. And you're giving them the fight of their lives. You're legitimately stopping them from going on the power play, which is really the way to beat Edmonton, is just to not let them have don't odd man penalties. scoring. Don't, yeah, don't, don't take, take penalties. penalties, play smart, and they, they have a tough time scoring five on five. Well, I think, and to Tom's point, he brought up a great point about how Eichel, it was his team, his power play, his Absolutely. whatever he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And that was, like he said, due to coaching. But I really wonder what Eichel would have been like if he had even two years under Don Granato. Or not even two years, one year. Just, just like if he wouldn't really have gotten just hurt. The one year, yeah. If he wouldn't have gotten hurt, and you know he he toughs it out for one more year. Ralph Kruger gets fired. Don Granado comes in, and 
yeah, sure, you don't bring in Alex Tuck, you don't bring in Peyton Krebs, and you don't bring in those picks you get in that trade. But but you ultimately would have had Tage Thompson still. Yep. Who, you, who we know Granado, regardless of Eichel being there or not, loved Tage's game right. and, and actively wanted to make him a piece of this. You already have Dylan Cousins still. You're going to get Matthew, likely going to get Matthew Savoy still. Yuri Kulik, he ends up getting drafted at the end of the first round. There's a likelihood you're going to get him still. But do they make the Reinhardt and Ristolainen trades if Eichel stays? Ooh, that's a fun that, now it's because a fun then because then you because yeah. then you hold off Ristolainen. I think you make. Rist, I, I, yeah, think, Risto, I think they make Ristol. probably. But but Reinhardt though, then he holds back. Well, then you don't have Tuck, so I guess Reinhardt is kind of Reinhardt like kind of takes that Tuck spot. But he's not the same kind of player. So I, I don't no, know. even Florida's kind of seen that. Like Reinhardt's good, but right, he's, he's not he's not even really Carter Rahagi for them. Carter Rahagi scores forty goals this year. Right, Matthew Kachuk yeah. is a Hart finalist. Yeah. This year. So, I mean, like, like I think they're pretty happy with most of their returns, but Reinhardt, they're probably looking going, eh. It could have been better. Could be better. But, yeah, could be better. But give him time. Because uh, I think Reinhardt's going to adjust I, a little I, bit. I agree with you on that. Definitely give him time. But, but I think what my point was is, like, I just, I don't know if it, I, I want to say Granado would have helped Eichel, but I think it was too far gone here. It wasn't the coaching here. It was here was the problem. It was it was his team, and it, he needed a whole new mindset. And yes, the new coach in Vegas helped that tremendously, and the players in Vegas helped that tremendously. But in his eyes, when he was here, he was the guy, and he needed to be the guy. So, I think that was ultimately the the problem as to why it couldn't all work out. But mm-hmm. again, you never know. It's that's how sports can go. You know, like a guy can be the number one overall pick and be a bust or look at Shane Wright yeah consensus number one say, overall we really, we all really year don't know long going on there and now he's fourth overall and maybe plays in the WHL again next year he definitely I, I think it's not likely necessarily but it's really on the table that well, he is just going to spend another if, year if you're looking at it as, as Seattle with Shane Wright he doesn't need to come up Maddie Beneers looks great the rest of the team looks great Sure, you'll have to sign some people in the offseason, but... Well, yeah, but I mean, you're, you're, you're getting taste of playoffs. Like, that's not right. going to hurt you. And if you're Ron Francis, yeah, play another year in the WHL. Get better. Yeah, exactly. We're not we're not rushing anything. We're fine. We're good. Like, you just get, do what you got to do. I just... The Eichel situation really is, is fascinating to me because it honestly is a win-win. Like, I, we were talking about in that last segment. Like, neither of us are sitting here, like, humming and hawing about, like, oh, Eichel should be here. Like, we have, like, a few discussions here and there. Like, you brought up, like, what if he didn't get hurt and was playing with Granado? Like, would he have wanted to stay? But you brought up there at the end, like, it probably was a bit too far gone. But ultimately, and we're seeing we've got a lot of tweets, and a lot of them are kind of saying the same thing. I don't care. It's fine. Which I think is is a testament to where the Sabres have come from. Because if you would have said this last year around this time, it would have been, yeah, absolutely not. Like, he, he can't win. Because even with Thompson's rise, he, he scored under 70 points. He was It feel, felt more like just a goal scorer rather than a premier number one center kind of deal. This year, 94 points, 47 goals, 47 assists. I mean, amazing. But I think that is a testament to, like, what the team looks like now compared to when the trade did happen or even a few months after the trade happened. That offseason, even after the Sabres did have a nice run to end it, it still was that... Yeah, but he was supposed to be like our guy. That was supposed to be, you know, mine and yours generations, Gilbert Perot or Anthony Mogilny or, you know, guys like Alexander that. Yeah, Alexander Mogilny. And it just wasn't. And it just wasn't that. And I think, honestly, if if Eichel loses, or Vegas, okay, I 
not going to look at just the player. If Vegas loses, mm-hmm. I'm going to be happy about it because Vegas as a whole just kind of makes me mad. Well, that's the thing. I don't like Vegas. Like, right. If he was on any other team, I'd actually be like probably like not rooting for them, but like definitely like every time they win, going nice, sweet. I, I think it. I think it's more likely going to be a. Oh man, you lost. Haha, ha, that's kind of funny. Oh well, like better luck next year. Yeah. Good job this season. It's 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 like a it's I feel like it's going to develop into like a friendly rivalry. You know what I mean? I think so. I think we've gotten past the worst parts. The, yeah. When when yeah. Ike was first coming to Buffalo with Vegas, just boos. Oh, just aggressively booing him. I but still now remember I, I think the, it's gotten to that point. I was at the first game he was back and I did not expect that. I expect oh, I, I expected a little bit of it, but I Especially during his tribute video yeah, and stuff, that yeah. was a little, a little too far. But you know, but also, I mean, he went on the Pat McAfee show. I think two months ago, maybe maybe only a month ago, and mentioned that he loved his time in Buffalo. And it really was just one of those. I think it has now, maybe not rose colored glasses, but I think it is a lot of like he realizes I just wasn't put in the best environment. Sabres fans, I think, are realizing too, as as Tom the caller kind of mentioned too, like. It was not a good environment either. Like, he was given the captaincy. I mean, awful coaching. We all still make fun of Ralph Kruger. We have moved on from Ralph Kruger, and we will still make fun of him. That's something that will never die. I will never not be petty towards Ralph Kruger. That's fine. That's okay. That I'm not going to judge you for it. I, I think that one is something that can can always be That's a rallying cry. That's yeah. a rallying no, cry. No, it's like, hey, at least we don't have Ralph Kruger. You know, we're doing fine because he's not on this team anymore. But it it, it definitely is. And this is where I like the, the Saber, that Sabres fandom is at. Because I, I don't want to be the lone positive voice because I, I love what the team is doing. I love the direction they're going. I, I just In my bones, I know they're going to make good moves this summer. Not necessarily anything overly aggressive because you really don't want to in free agency. You don't want to overspend. You don't want to do anything crazy. And the pieces they built around. I've talked about this a ton. I love the fact that they have just solely put a ton of resources in to just drafting and developing bringing in your own guys, signing them all to long-term deals before they explode onto the scene, like a Thompson, like a Cousins, kind of like a Matias Samuelson. We'll see how that one goes. I like Matias Samuelson, but he maybe never is going to be that guy worth a huge deal. He'll just be a great stay-at-home defenseman. Well, he's already signed yeah. for a seven-year-long yeah. deal, so it's like so even great. If he, even if he does break out, cool. You're already here for you know seven or, well, now six more years. Or actually, no, no, I don't no, think the deal's it kicked kick, in yet. it kicks in this offseason, so it's seven more years but starting so, July 1st. But, like, I, I like where the Sabres fandom is at now. Like, I don't, I now don't look at McDavid and go, oh, what, you know, what could be. Like, I used to do that a lot. Of I just still watching. do just because it's fun to think about. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> fun to think about. But, like, I used to just be like, this is hell. And, like, this is what it is like. This is this is exactly what it is. That he's now on the West Coast. I never even get to really watch him. And he's making Edmonton, who is run poorly to this day, really, really relevant. Like, really, really good. Yeah, he... He truly is like the game changer for yeah. a franchise. Like, yeah. he is what we wanted Eichel to be, and he is what we wanted him to be. I think he's kind of exceeded some of these expectations. Yeah. Too. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. I think a lot of us would have loved if Eichel and McDavid were like these, like getting over hundred point most seasons kind of guy. I mean, he put up hundred and fifty three points this year. Yeah. If if it, Eichel it is and McDavid, astounding what if, he has done. If Eichel and McDavid could have been Crosby and Ovechkin, man. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, there's still chance, but Eichel did have a little bit of a rough well, start. But here's the thing, though: like, do we start looking at Eichel's career a bit differently compared to McDavid's if he does win a cup this year, and uh, and and personally stops McDavid from doing so? That's a tough one, just because. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Because career-wise, in terms of like just sole individual accomplishments, mm-hmm. no, obviously not. McDavid's no. going to win the Hart Trophy this year. I think it's going to be his third one in his career. Uh, he got the Rocket Richard this year. He got the Art Ross. He's made the playoffs almost every almost season. Almost every single year. This is Eichel's first go-around at it. Yep. But it also would be one of those things of like, yeah, but Eichel's first go-around at it, he won the Cup. Yeah, but at the same time, that's when you can that's – that's one of those arguments where you can say like maybe it was the player and maybe it was the team around him that yeah. let him – do that because again going back to Edmonton is run poorly McDavid probably should have won a couple cups by now but because of how bad Edmonton, he probably should have been on the Sidney Crosby path of what winning his first cup at 23 right yeah winning your going to the cup final in your first season and and winning the cup when you're 23 like you said and it's just I think that if Eichel and Vegas win the cup Yes, it definitely puts him closer to McDavid in terms of career achievements and things like that. But it's not by any means, you know, an equalizing factor. Yeah, ultimately, McDavid is just far and away the better player individually. But potentially, Eichel can at least make up the whole, hey, I was still second best. I got the cup first. And that can at least be something that he can hold his head high on that. We're going to take a quick timeout coming up at 12. Aaron Quinn of Cover One to talk a lot about the Bills. We got the we got we got the schedule release on Thursday and rookie minicamps started yesterday. We'll talk plenty of football with him coming up at twelve. You're listening to the Sports Talk Saturday show with Zach Jones and Josh Schmidt, and you're listening to WGR. Play behind them and around the far boards, hopped over the stick of Rusek, but of the point kept in. Oh. On the sideboards by Prow, and the slot moving in on the left side. Kulik shot. Scores! Kulik keeps his string going. He's had a goal in every playoff game he's played for the youngster. That's his fourth, and the Amherst now take a 4-1 lead. Don Stevens on the call for the Rochester Americans, and you heard it there. Yuri Kulik with with the goal there for the Rochester Americans. They take down Toronto 4-3 4-3 to three in Game 1. They'll be playing later tonight. That game is at 4 in the North Division Finals. Rochester's kind of become fun to keep, it, I, keep an eye on. I love Rochester. Like, the they're last so two years, fun. they've been a lot of fun to keep an eye on because there's, like, legitimate, hey, these guys are going to be studs for the Sabres well, yeah, in a minute. the Sabres have prospects. Yeah. They actually have people playing in the AHL. It's not just, hey, you're going to come right to the NHL. Rochester doesn't exist. You're never going to you're Yeah, never you're never touching there. that place. But it's a lot of fun, these prospects. And along with it, like, they're actually being prospects there. They're good. I mean, you know, Kulik at 19 years old, you, you heard it there in that call, has scored a goal in every single playoff game so far, these playoffs. Jack Quinn last year was electrics, and Paterka come playoff time for, for Rochester was amazing. Even Isaac Roseanne this year as well has really kind of perked up a little bit too in his play, which he's kind of been like, not not the forgotten guy, but a little bit sort of the forgotten 
forward for the Sabres prospect pool. He's looked very, very good for them. Again, that game tonight is going to be at 4 o'clock in Toronto. Uh, game 2 of the North Division Finals against the Toronto Marlies. We're going to take another quick timeout when we come back. Aaron Quinn of Cover 1 joins the show to talk a little bit of football. This is Sports Talk Saturday, and you're listening to WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.